Hi, I'm Michaela Loach. And I'm Rebecca. And this is the Yikes Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Yikes podcast, the podcast about all the things that make us yikes, um, all these kind of social injustice issues and movements and activism and how it can all feel really overwhelming, but we want to get to a place where we can act rather than just being overwhelmed and do that together. And today we're talking about productivity or actually unlearning productivity somewhat like that mm. basically like you know we're yeah. both in the uk and this is like the week where also now in scotland things are opening up a little bit more and we're kind of coming out of lockdown and i think it was just like yeah like as we are gearing up for like i don't even want to call it like normal like kind of like i guess yeah just like the opening mm. of different things we kind of wanted to reflect mm -hmm. of, on like yeah like what this last year has like meant for us like as like you know productivity and mm -hmm. like in general also like what productivity is kind of like yeah means for social social movements and in general stuff <laughs> yeah. and just for our well-being I think as well I think it's something that's really important to reflect on and like we're re always reflecting on these things that we're told are like a truth mm. especially around value are really important um and unpacking those because especially over I mean, we're on lockdown or a bajillion yeah. now, but throughout all of these different lockdowns, there's been this idea of like, um, and it's, there has in many ways been a forced slowing down, like a for, a, a change to life as normal, um, a change to maybe doing as many things, for some people it's changed for doing as many mm -hmm. things as normal. But in many ways, we've also been expected to like use mm -hmm. this time. Like it's like, We're going through a collective global trauma, but mm -hmm. use the time. Yeah. <laughs> like we're globally going through a lot, but also mate, why aren't you learning through yeah, languages? Literally. Like why haven't you made five banana breads today? Um, mm -hmm. It's just this weird mesh of everyone saying that we've slowed down, but also telling everyone to, to keep going and do loads of stuff. Um, and I think it's all, it's quite misleading in many ways because I saw a great post by Mona Shalabi who does kind of like, are around data. I don't, she's a data journalist and she represents data in ways that are more interesting. So through like illustrations and stuff. And one of her um, posts that she did, I think this was a few months ago, was just basically around how people have thought that we've slowed down in lockdown because you're no longer going mm. to meetings or going physically to places. But she realized that she was actually doing more meetings because you're at home mm. all the time. So you're expected to be available and to work all the time than she was beforehand. Um, and she showed this like through her calendars the same months a year before and the, the next same month in lockdown. Um, and I just find it really interesting. It made me really reflect on how much being at home all the time and almost everyone knowing that no one else quote unquote has anything to do mm -hmm. and everyone else is available and free has made me feel like I need to work mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Like there's like not enough breaks and almost, and how that is really unhealthy as well, because we need to have space to be humans that yeah. aren't just being productive. Yeah, it's so hard because like before the pandemic, like I was a really like big advocate for like home office because like, you know, it would like, I mean, environmentally had so many benefits of like less commuting and it would like, especially people who do care work would give people like more flexibility around their day structure. Like when, I don't know, children come home. And so like in many ways, like it would be, and also, you know, for people with disabilities, like um, it would be a lot more inclusive. So like in many ways, like I was like, really, I was like, yes, like home office, blah, 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 blah. But 
the pandemic actually has shown that like when we don't have these like structural changes, then just like moving some something that, you know, like we're all already overworked. Many, many people are in our society overworked and then just placing that in the home. Um, obviously not for, not for everyone either, but like, and that, that almost like there's no, um, first of all, we're not taking into account, like you said, like we are going through traumatic experiences with the pandemic, with losing people and also other things that are going on in the world. Um, but then like, yeah, exactly. Like expecting even more because you're like, well, you have nothing else to do, but mm. like, how about, you know, like mm -hmm. also like, for example, the children that are not going to school, like, I mean, you, you have lots of shit to do and also you should be able to take mm. time off, like, or like, you know, like look after mm -hmm. yourself, um, and like have time to reflect on actually what's going on. And, um, and I think people kind of like say that, like that, like, yeah, yeah you have been slowing down and, and some people have, um, I guess, but also mm -hmm. again, like, you know, it's like, it's really like overlooked, like who is, who has been able to like slow down, who has been on furlough and then not having to do any work. Whereas like other people mm -hmm. have been like overworked even more without pay rises, <laughs> NHS, um, mm -hmm. but you know, stuff yeah. like that. So, um, I guess this whole, the thing that I found difficult, especially is the whole like idea that all of our time because mm -hmm. because we're at home all the time all of our time is almost at the mercy of other people mm -hmm. I don't know if this makes sense but like in the way that because people assume that we're that no one is going out or doing things in the same way as before is there's this assumption that like you should use your you should be giving your time in some ways to mm -hmm. do different things so it's like I know for sure that um there have been more requests of like meetings because people are like well you can just do it from mm -hmm. home like you can just you're, you're already at home you can just do it now or more like requests to join different like meetings or movements or all those other things and it's like we shouldn't have to do mm. everything and we shouldn't have to fill every hour of every day with doing something i think that there were definitely like doubt there are definitely downsides to having had to mm. commute to work beforehand we've talked about this before but there's also the fact that at least there was a space of the time of the day yeah, when you weren't yeah. working or didn't feel like you had to work because you were like, oh, I, I, in this time, I am moving mm. from one place to another. And there is not an assumption during that time that you should take a meeting while you're on the tube. Or like, it's, it's almost like there was deline delineated mm. periods of time. Whereas now it's just like this big Yeah, yeah I think it's, I mean, <laughs> it's just in one I guess that's kind of like because you're restricted to your home only, like, because... You know, in a non-pandemic time where you still had, for example, home office, you could still go places and you, and then, and you would yeah, also have like yeah. working hours. Right. But like, we don't even have that. And like, that's, it's really like tricky. I think a lot of times, especially when we are, you know, dedicated to, um, for example, like movements or like action work uh, and social change work, then to like, because it's so ingrained, at least for me to like, think like I, I need to be busy. And like, for example, the time that mm. I would like you know, take to like go to a meeting, like you're saying, is gone. So in theory, I have 30 minutes extra now to do a meeting, right? Mm. But headspace wise, mm -hmm. not. Like, you know, that doesn't that yeah. doesn't mean like like my capacity is bigger now or something. Actually, like it might be smaller because I am always just by myself and mm -hmm. looking at my screen and and stuff like that. So but yeah, I think it's really hard when, especially when you are dedicated to stuff and you are passionate about it to then turn these things down because mm. so much of like, not only do you want to do it, but also so much of our identity is based on the things pre-produced, right? And we work on. Um, and that's something like, that's 
really difficult I think often to balance and to like and then have the guts to just be like honestly like I can't do this at the moment as much as I would love to but Mm -hmm. I find that really really hard I know that both of us are similar in in the way that um I think both of us have made being busy part of our identity in Mm. many ways at different points in our life and still and that is something that's so hard to unpack because when you make, I don't know, when you, you make this this thing, which is many, many ways very unhealthy, mm. part of your identity, it's really hard to then take a break or to realize that you can't do all these things all at mm. once. Um, and for me, kind of redefining productivity has helped. So I think I saw productivity under like the systems that we live in to under capitalism and all these other value systems. I had seen the productivity was something that produces like an outcome that's beneficial under this mm-hmm. value system so like productivity like so things that i saw as productive were things that would create value under the system so things like doing uni work because that would get me a degree which is seen as something that is valuable in the system or like doing exercise because that would make me like have physical health or whatever so that because that's something that's valuable but then there were things that i like that are still productive technically because you're doing something and you're producing something but i didn't see as valuable and I didn't see under productivity like things like Mm. sleeping (laughs) or like napping or resting or even just walking from Mm -hmm. from somewhere to somewhere else I realized that beforehand when I'd go to meetings physically I was doing things in that time that I was walking to that place because I was processing information I was giving myself the space to like really Mm. process something and like unpack something or just even like cool off after something if something was overwhelming like I was doing things but those were just things that I didn't value that aren't valued under this kind of system in the same way and therefore I didn't see it's a productive time I saw Mm -hmm. it was like a waste of time the the fact that I had to travel from A to A to B and I think I'm having to kind of unlearn values around time and like how I use you quote unquote use my time or where I'm giving my time to um but that's like a whole mess of things because it's just Mm. so big no but that really resonates because I think like I've definitely I think the last like two years have gotten a little bit better at this but still it comes to like there's certain things where I'm like you know personally so dedicated to them where I'm like if I'm not exhausted I'm not doing it right whereas um mm-hmm. whereas like yeah like I mean I think this was like really big especially in my undergrad where I would yeah, like I would love to just like be that kind of like exhausted but then I think something that has changed a lot was like I would also like tell it a lot to other people and like I would be like oh I'm so exhausted but I'm thriving of it right um whereas I think now like especially the last year I've become a little like quite self-conscious about saying that like I'm really busy or like that I'm like, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Because I think that like, I know that like not everyone still has a lot of things to do or is in other ways, like even more exhausted and more overwhelmed than I am. So I think like for me, that's been actually quite good in like realizing like this is like stop the competitiveness over exhaustion and production. And like also this like stop the like romantization, like because, you know, there's actually Mm -hmm. nothing to romanticize about constantly like kind of like valuing and like putting your own value and worth on how exhausted and how much you produce for for or against the systems that we are in, right? Like as much as I even mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. even if I constantly produce anti-capitalist, like, I don't know, writings about the capitalist system, if that still upholds like me, you know, like kind of like 
constantly wanting to produce, 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 even though it's actually against the values mm-hmm. that I'm advocating for. Um, but that was such a like a mindfuck for me because I was just like, wait, this is so <laughs> deeply ingrained in all of us, right? Like our entire yeah. worth is built on, well, you know, a, a lot of our worth is built on this. Um, and having to unpack that, mm-hmm. it's just so difficult. Yeah, so what you're saying, um, kind of about like having to grind yourself down or feeling like you, you wanted to do that, I felt that so much. Like, I felt like it was like this almost competition of like, who feels the worst because they're doing the most work? And it's really fucked up. Like, that you'll be like, oh, like I wore kind of being mm-hmm. a wreck, <laughs> like yeah. a badge of honor. Like, I was like, I have worked so hard that I look so tired mm-hmm. and I am tired and I, I don't have a single moment of the day for myself. Like, as if that was like a great thing. It was like almost like a good thing. I can't believe I'm working. And, and I just think I've reflected on a lot of thought that's actually really mm-hmm. problematic and that's not the world I want to create as well. Because I think in a lot of the work that we're doing, we should always be thinking like, what is the world that we want to create and how can we see some of that here? What do we want for other people and how can you see some of that for yourself as well? And how can you care about yourself enough to have that too? And I just, and I think, yeah, I've, it's only been genuinely in the last couple of years when kind of how we mm-hmm. talked about rest on the podcast and in other spaces that I've really started to realise how unhealthy that is. But I still recognise behaviours in myself of like, when you're saying about not wanting to tell people that you're busy or not deliberately like not doing that behavior, I've noticed that if I feel like I'm being asked to do a lot of things, I will say, say like publicly, like I'm really busy mm-hmm. because it's almost as if I think that, um, I need to justify the fact that I don't want to do things, which is really that, yeah. like not like I shouldn't have to just, I shouldn't, and I shouldn't do like, I shouldn't have to justify. I don't know. I shouldn't have to justify why how mm. I'm using my mm. time like it, it should be that I'm allowed to kind of have control of that and respect that myself but and I think I find that difficult um and I probably should but stop doing you know that. like I think in many ways like I completely I mean I'm also I'm like I still do it um as well I think it's just like and I completely I think in many ways understand where it comes from because especially when you're organizing right and like we advocate a lot for like organizing and and activism and stuff when you do that that a lot of it is like behind the scenes like most of it you know they especially Mm, in current mm -hmm. times like there's only so much visible action that is possible right and whether that's like online or in physical spaces but I think in in that way we want to especially when you use social media you want to visualize right what what you do and and stuff so I think in in that way like I like it makes sense to also tell people like what's happening like you know what are meetings and stuff but yeah I guess if it can like as you said like when it comes from like kind of like it, I have to just I feel like I have to justify myself like that's maybe like yeah. where like the nuance sits of like do I want to share like what's happening or do I feel like I need to mm. so that like people back off and, or something yeah, yeah. And but also there's a thing to be said there about, and there's something mm. I've been reflecting a lot on, is how like social media gen like just by nature is performative. And I think that I don't think we have to say that as it's always yeah. a bad thing. I don't think that something of being a performance is always a bad thing. I think we can accept that social media and any activism that happens on social media is inherently performative because of the nature of the of the platform and the mode mode that's being used. Um but I have reflected a lot on like 
how some forms of activism just Mm -hmm. shouldn't be performative and therefore do we really need to share everything we're doing like do we need to tell everyone everything we're doing like there there is a fine line there as well i guess where it's like um yeah does Mm -hmm. this need to be shared is 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 this being shared to encourage people or is this being shared in this like competitive way of like i'm doing the most (laughs) like i like which is just weird it is yeah (laughs) And it, you know, and it also upholds the systems we're actually trying to fight, like, especially with, like, Mm -hmm. we have meetings about topics that we want to fight, but we uphold them. And I think that just like shows like how, how internalized, you know, that is. And, um, Mm. and that's something that, that I've really noticed kind of like, like doing my readings and stuff, um, over the last year which was more like around consumerism, but I feel like it really applies here as well. Like when so much of our identity is kind of like based around like production or consumption, like the, I mean, oftentimes mm. those two get, go together, right? Cause we produce to earn money to like consume more and blah, 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 the cycle. But when everything is like kind of like based around that and then, you know, now come like this, you know, these like voices of like, um, you know, we need to slow down, we need to reduce our consumption, we need to, you know, change our behaviors because we are in a climate breakdown and, and all of this, and this is unethical and unsustainable, then you're kind of like, people have like existential crisis because like your mm. entire, like what your identity is constructed on is being like, you know, like right to the core kind of like attacked and um and that mm-hmm. like i'm i'm not saying like that's you know like that it comes from an evil place but inherently when our when our like identity is based on on like you know um exploitative behavior then yes it is an attack and the attack attack is um justifiable and it's good but it's it's hard for the mm. for the people right like like it's hard for us um especially when you sit by yourself yeah, in sure. your own home and you have no community to reflect you know and to to also find other behaviors like because what are we like when we un like i guess like when we dismantle these ideas and production consumption what what's going to come like what's going to fill that hole because we i guess we're used to filling time all the time with things under this value system and so having time and deliberately not filling it can be really tricky and even with all of this it's, it's made so much harder by the fact that I think all all of us are spoon fed these systems and these ideas. Like we haven't chosen to Mm -hmm. like to 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 embody them. We haven't chosen in many ways. Like and and they're so deep, like in our brains and in and in how we're wired and in how we choose to do things. It's really really hard to unpack. Mm. Um, and that's why yeah, I think it is it's genuinely hard to just. I I know that I've had um existential crisis about mm. slowing down taking breaks um i know that i like can get actually quite weirdly like viscerally upset about it like i'll be like why am i not doing things yeah like i'll be i'll have a day off and i'll just get upset because i'm just like why like i should be doing things because i've <laughs> yeah. so deeply put my value in someone who as someone who does does a lot of stuff and does a lot of things um and recently i like made the decision to take a sabbatical for medical school to, to take some time to rest. And that's the, yay. And that is like the biggest decision that I've made to rest. I've been times in my life where I think the Lord has made me, has forced me to rest um, outside of my control. Um, but this is the biggest time where I think I've, I've chosen to do that. And after I'd like done it, at first I felt like super happy. And then I got really ups- like emotional mm. and I was just like, oh no, like who am I going to be mm-hmm. if I'm not this person who does everything? Like, 
who like who am I gonna and I, I and already I was trying to be like okay well I could do this and this time and like mm. in these months I could do this and I was already trying to make the year worth it in quotation marks mm-hmm. but under like a value system that I'm trying not to hold so mm-hmm. I was like I, it's almost like I had to get something out of it um and I think I'm just I'm more just saying this like to say that it is really difficult and even as someone who I think I'm really actively trying to rest and trying to mm. not be in this like grim capitalist lens as much as possible um it, it's still super emotional trying to do that mm. like I I cry about it like I I feel really torn by it because I I know that I am someone who as a, especially as a perfectionist and as the many of the parts of my identity I have made doing a lot of things who I am mm. and that means that trying to break that and kind of engaging with ideas that the, the Nat Ministry talk about a lot about how like we're not a machine like we shouldn't treat ourselves as a machine we don't need to grind we we are divine and we are beautiful and mm. we deserve to to have rest and to and that we do and in that time we're doing things but but we don't value those things because those things benefit our health and and so often we we don't value like our own mm. bodies enough um but I yeah I think I was just saying that because it's just important to know that this is something that's really deep I think and emotional as well are you enjoying this podcast and um, we really hope that you are the yikes podcast um, is able to happen mostly because of the financial support from our wonderful patrons on patreon yeah I mean Michaela sounds like a super deeper advertising capitalist girl but actually we're two anti-capitalist babes in a capitalist world and um, by you supporting like the show, um, it just generally sustains it. It allows us to like pay our guests that uh, now and then come on the show, and it allows us to do you know much more community work and be able to support different charities and just generally you know make this make this thing happen. Yeah, and if you don't know what Patreon is, because I think a lot of people might not know. It is basically a platform that allows you to support creators or podcasts or different kind of groups that you really like um, and you can financially support their work directly um, and it kind of stops us having to rely on things like ads which are quite annoying yeah Um, (laughs) so on Patreon on the Yikes Podcast Patreon there are different um, tiers that you can subscribe to so they start from just £3 a month and then kind of go up from there Um, for the £5 a month one you get a bonus episode every single week um, which is just us chatting about a different thing that's just happened in the news or something personal about our lives um, they're much more kind of intimate those episodes um, and we really enjoy making them we do Q&A's as well over on the Patreon and it's just another kind of space that we can interact with you guys and we really love it and we're so grateful for our patrons who have made this show possible up until now and if you'd like to become someone who supports this podcast if you have the ability to do that um then you can check out our patreon in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash the yikes podcast um and you can check out the different tiers there and sign up to support this show we thank you so much for your support so far and we hope that you're enjoying this episode For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm so happy you're taking that year off. Like I'm buzzing, but I, I mean, even like two years ago when I had a break between uni, like longer and I was for two months, I was off. And then like the first I was like, oh, this is great, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the second month, like I, 
like I was in Portugal for um for that time and I literally I was like just sitting on the beach crying because I was just like I'm not doing anything like this is horrible like you know there's shit going on in this world and you're just sitting on a freaking beach like um you know and I mean these things are really real like they um you know and that is something that we have to reckon with especially when you know I mean I think for me it came down also to like I felt so like I was just like sitting on like all of these privileges and I was just, mm. and even, you know, even though also you need rest in between to be, yeah. I mean, we have talked about this so much in other episodes, but um, kind of like this like crisis between like, I deserve to like unlearn this and to like give myself space. And that's like, and that almost like felt really like good to having to like, kind of like unlearn that and you're like yeah like you know I'm kind of like trying to live the features I want to create but then at the same mm. time that like noticing how deeply they are and rooted in yourself like also is really upsetting and like mm. and I'm I do wonder like if you know like if we are actually going to ever be able to fully unlearn something like productivity because in some way like I'm almost I, I can't remember where I read it somewhere but they were saying how how almost this is like generationally passed down now, especially like in our society where, you know, like over decades and centuries almost like all of our society has been like constructed on this like productivity and industrialization and stuff. And like thinking that this is like kind of like passed on to me generationally, like upset me so much because I was just like, that, that shit is deeper than I thought. I'm, I'm going to have yeah. to do uh, so much work and so much like reckoning with how I completely how I view myself and how I view others like because mm -hmm. you know there's one thing like viewing myself but also that like I'm that my internal values also mean you know that this is also portrayed to the outside world right like how I value other mm. people based on what they do um mm. and that is I don't know it's really upsetting actually because you would think that something as kind of like easy in quotation marks productivity isn't that deep and here we are just like having a <laughs> but it's so because yeah. it's, it's literally everywhere it's ingrained yeah. in everything like it's so central to so many things mm -hmm. and just just now i was thinking of um the fact that grind culture is called grind culture yeah. i just find so weird like like you've literally called it grind culture you're saying grind 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 and you're not thinking how this is affecting your health like yeah. your, your health is going to be very bad like I genuinely think that growing culture is, is violence against your mm. soul and your being and yourself. Like you're saying, that you, you're literally saying this like romanticization of like, I get three hours of sleep every night and I wake like, and I work 50 hours a day and I, like, <laughs> and I, I haven't, I haven't seen my family in three, four, five years, whatever. Like this isn't, these aren't things to be, to celebrate these to me. I'm, that makes me feel deeply sad. I'm like, Oh, I'm, are you okay? Like, Mm -hmm. <laughs> whenever I see these these posts, especially like there's, there's like the the part of Instagram which is like the grind part oh of Instagram. Sometimes I've ended up down a rabbit hole in, and all these posts that are like how to never sleep <laughs> and still yeah. get your work done. Like yeah. like I woke up at two a.m. every day and I've never made done more work in my life. And I'm like, how's your health? Like yeah. probably not that great. Have you seen? Like, there's like one. Um, there was there's one sleeping schedule where you like sleep like every four hours for 20 minutes and that's it and that's like all the sleep you get what? every like imagine every four hours you get a 20 minute nap and that's it and apparently that's nah. one of the uh, like um ways to get really successful and i was like but how am i like Miss first of all 
I don't want to be successful if that, like, no. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that part. when you work that much, like, when you're in that, like, space that much, right? When do you get to enjoy any, like, anything that you work for? When do you enjoy that? Like, exactly. And this is what I don't get. This is the main thing I don't get about growing culture. And I think, and yeah. I'm with growing culture, I'm not actually blaming the people who are, like, no, within no, it, no. because I think these, the people who are within it, like, I just, I do actually feel quite sad because I'm just like, you like you've just made yourself think that this is what it is mm. to be to be valued when actually like just be you can be happy like you're allowed mm. to be happy as well like you don't you, your value shouldn't have to come from the fact that you work like 50,000 hours a week like that that isn't what makes you valuable what makes you valuable and divine is that you are a human being and that you are like inherently divine like i and and i just think that it's it's just sad that people feel that they need to like grind themselves into mm. a pulp into the ground and that that's what and that all these like youtube channels and books that come out that pretty much are teaching you to like not look after yourself at mm. all and also be successful like i don't know if you saw it but there was this i actually don't remember her name so but there's this like white lady influencer who did this video it was very problematic recently mm. where she was just like it was problematic for different reasons but in it she was just she was basically saying how someone had commented on one of her videos about this woman had done a video about the fact that she has someone a lady come and clean her toilets every week and someone had commented saying that she wasn't relatable and that she was so privileged because she had a woman who cleans her toilets. And the, this like white lady was just like, what made you think I wanted to be relatable? Like what made, like I don't wake up. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> she was, I mean, but she was like, I don't wake up at 5am every day to be relatable. Like I work my ass off to have a life that that is not relatable to most people. Wow. And I, it was just like the celeb, it, I just, it, it was wild. Also then her caption was like other unrelatable women, Harriet Tubman. Like, <laughs> I was oh. like, you're comparing yourself to Harriet Tubman. No, I'll take that name out excuse of your me. mouth. Yeah, no, no. yeah, exactly. No, she got dragged. Okay, she got good. Dragged by by Lovey and like other people. They absolutely dragged her. But wow, the fact that in this video she was like so proud of the fact that she's woken up at five a.m. Never slept. It seems <laughs> like I just. I was like. I was just like, wow, wow. Is- I mean, I love that she's like, yeah. I don't want to be relatable. Like, at least like <laughs> she's like straight to the point. But nah, that's wild. That yeah. But I think in that way, like because these people choose to work that much, right, and to be that yeah. kind. Whereas like a lot of people like have two or three jobs, and like they don't have exactly like, they don't have the privilege to like make this a choice to be overworked, right? Like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like where it gets like so so messy because you like you have this privilege and now you glorify the like overwork or overworking and all of this and never sleeping. Whereas like other people, like this is you know like I don't know. It's, it's again. It's like kind of like you're like making like once you do it, it's cool and it's like you know it's exactly like it's, and it's yeah. like aspirational and stuff. Whereas like mm-hmm. you know when like other people do it then it's like a class and, yeah. issue then it's you know it's like their fault blah 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 like exactly and it's just like that these people saying that like the the key to success is waking up but i'm like and so they're like oh only successful people do these behaviors and stuff and i'm like no but this is under their version of yeah. what success is yeah. and what they don't include in the people who do these, these like behaviors every day are people who who have to and are mm-hmm. still living on like the poverty line um it's this it's this really like warped view of the world which i just think is just yeah. like the people who are like i works like these are the same people who believe in meritocracy which is basically the belief that like how hard you work and how good you are is what you'll get out of the world um 
and it, these are the same people who like who will be like yeah we live in a meritocracy like mm-hmm. um it's just because i've worked hard that i have good things in the world um but then what 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 does everyone else like what are, yeah. what, what are all the people who are who are working maybe much harder than you like probably yeah w- yeah yeah like working more hours than you and are still in especially in this country like living on the poverty line like what to make it make sense mm-hmm. make it make sense mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense it's just this like warped view of, of things which i think is just yeah and you're so right that it just leaves out the people who who have to do these mm. these things and uh, yeah and yeah i mean and it also holds up these like what we see as like skilled labor right or like skilled like mm-hmm. because they do you know like let's say for example like a banking job or like an i don't know an office job whatever whereas you know for example like um a food grower is seen as like a mm-hmm. low skilled labor laborer um even though like that work could never be done like i probably like i could definitely not do this work like it's so mm-hmm. highly skilled it's just very different skills to what these these types of people who are claimed to be very successful in the current capitalist system and who have mm-hmm. started off with that much privilege, right? Like, I, th- I feel like we don't take enough into account, like, where they start from. Like, the bar is such... Yeah. It's such a bit different bar to what other people start out with. Like, it's, you know, it's like yeah. the, like, plus 100 to, compared to, like, the minus 20 or something. Yeah. Um, and you don't take into account like structural racism, structural, you know, like, mm. I don't know, like passport issues, migration systems, you know, patriarchy, all of these things, which like, if you were very, very honest about that, then you'd be like, yeah, I'm unrelatable because I hold all of these privileges and blah, blah, you know, that is, yeah. but Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that um, through this kind of lens of talking about productivity is a way that I find that I can unpack the value systems that I'm mm. holding that I've that I might not have chosen to hold but have been given from this world. Um because and I think it's a it's a good way to reflect on these things because even in this conversation like we've talked about class, we've talked mm. about like just so many different like health, so many different things and how all of these things and and how we view the world in many ways and how we act in the world in many ways is based off this value system that all of us hold mm-hmm. in different in the art that's different um but that it's really important that we reflect on on why we hold these different values what's the reasoning behind that like do we really do we really think that's valuable mm-hmm. or have we just been told that's valuable um i kind of think of that with medicine kind of like linking back to what you're saying about jobs and stuff i think of that with medicine because people think that medicine is like that med students or medics like work harder than everyone else and i'm just like Mm. i just don't i i just don't think that's true like obviously obviously like i'm sure that medics work really hard in general but so do other people who are doing other things and they just don't get the same amount of like credit Mm. or clout um and i just find it weird how we've just chosen like this is something that we're going to say is really mm. valuable. And this is something that we're going to say isn't valuable or skilled. It's just like, it's so arbitrary and mm. kind of random. And then it just gets up, upheld and then people get different levels of status from it. And it is, it's just a bit bizarre. Um, yeah. I mean, we have that a little bit in like natural sciences and social sciences as well, where like natural sciences is like seen as better than social. And I think it's so interesting because it, for me, it really like visualized kind of like how we love things that are just quantifiable. Whereas, like, anything mm-hmm. that's around, like, behavior and value system is kind of, like, looked down upon. Because it is it is complex, but you can't put it, like, it's not, you know, like, right or wrong. Like, there's no, like, two value, like, kind of, like, yeah, there's no table to 
to do that. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's like, it's so interesting, but these things play out everywhere in our lives. And I feel like the pandemic has, I think, made that very tangible for a lot of people because suddenly it's kind of like you're disrupted in your, what, what is like everyday life for you. And you have to kind of like rethink of like, and also now when things are opening up again, you know, like thinking of like, which direction are we going to go? Like, and if you have the choice, for example, with jobs and um, if there is like flexibility, then, you know, rethinking kind of like, what do I want to carry into this, into what's going to come next? Like whatever, whatever the next yeah. month's few, you know, months will bring. Um, well, even just like not beating yourself up about what has changed or what has not happened in the last mm-hmm. months, because it, it kind of has stood still for many people. And I think that's really upsetting for many people, but you know, you're here, you're, you know, like mm-hmm. you're here and like, that's such a like, yeah, wonderful thing. And I think that we need to not think of it as moving, going back to normal Mm-mm. and instead think of it as going into an, into something else, just moving forward mm-hmm. into something else. And so that I hope will give everyone a chance to reflect on on what they do value on how much they value you value yourself as well and how you can prioritize your well-being and the well-being of us as a community a global community collectively in how you decide to move into the next phase mm-hmm. of whatever it is in your life um you don't have to go back to normal you don't have to go back to things as they were and you don't have to continue with things as they've been in the last few months mm-hmm. like you you can within your circumstances and your situation um create some sort of changes um to prioritize yourself and to prioritize all of us together collectively um mm. and i think that just taking the time to breathe and to reflect on that and not to fill every moment and and not to just try and move on to the next thing i think like i think i say this quite a lot but um even when we're doing like our movements work or reading or whatever I think sometimes we're just like, got to move on to the next thing. I know that I can be like this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, finish that book, time to start the next one. And there's so much more value Some it sometimes in just letting yourself actually process mm. what you've just experienced or read or whatever, or written. Like, give yourself the time to reflect on that and give yourself some space as well. Um, and we don't always just have to jump onto the next thing. And we don't always have to finish everything super quickly. Like, it's better that we fundamentally like and do that deep uprooting and changing Mm. of ourselves than we like have read bajillion books and Mm. ticked everything off it's not a tick boxing exercise um it's not about fitting as much in in as short time as possible it's about creating as much change as possible and those are two very different things um so just reflect on that and give yourself the time to think about that enjoyed this episode it was a bit of like you know from from everywhere to everything but that's kind of like what productivity and our minds do we always want to hold everything at the same time Mm -hmm. but um yeah yeah, i mean i found it really challenging and 
this whole topic is very challenging. Um, but I hope you get some inspiration from it and how you're going to like, yeah, go into the next phases of whatever is coming next and also how to create space for others if you are in a position where you, you know, employ someone else or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that for yourself and for the collective. Yeah, and there's something that, kind of a small note, which wasn't on this whole episode, but also it's okay to like fail at things. This is yes. just not not really like completely connected, but just something that I just wanted to say is like, I've failed a bajillion times mm-hmm. at so many things. And in the same way under values, like you you are not inval- you're not no longer valuable if you failed at something or if you've done something wrong. Um, and you're not not valuable if you're not as productive as possible like you your value is separate from all of these different things in these systems and i just wanted to say that reminder i don't know why it wasn't as related but yeah yeah i mean yeah your worth is never to be captured in the systems we're in like Mm -hmm. you know you're you're like like you're almost everything that this these systems don't want you to be so Mm -hmm. you could never be captured by any of this um and Mm. yeah so i hope you all carry that um with you whenever you're listening um follow the yikes pot on instagram for more content <laughs> actually our instagram is dead but it's gonna be better soon no don't say that we've we're, we're literally we're just hiring um an assistant who will make it absolutely fire fire content so um ignore joe absolute snake um <laughs> what is pang though is our patreon thank you patrons yes. for supporting our work it literally means the world and for anyone else you know, who wants to support now. You've already heard the ad. Get on it. Um, And also, um, if you are listening and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please give us five-star rating because for some reason, Apple reviews mean more and help boost the podcast and help it reach more listeners. Um, So even like a one-line review, smashing, amazing, five stars, come on, help the podcast out. It genuinely helps us so much. So please just take a couple minutes out um, or a minute out to do that. Um, we'd be very, very grateful. Yeah. And I've been Michaela Loach, um, co-host and co-producer. <laughs> uh, and I'm Josephine Becker and Trees and Peace on Instagram. And this podcast was um, edited and all the sound magic was done by Finley Mowit. Um, and we will see you all next week with another episode. Peace. <laughs> and trees. Peace. <laughs> I didn't say trees. <laughs> trees. I know. <don't... laughs>